Nation, good day and welcome into the Bill Michael Show. It's a little weird today, and for those that normally listen on the uh, live stream, it'll be up and running, up and running soon enough. Some some studio adjustments, so to speak. Ben, Kenny, and I in the same studio. Ben, uh, Ben is pantsless today, by the way, wearing just his Eagles jersey or jacket and a uh, hoodie and his hat. And uh, beyond that, he is pantsless. How you doing? I'm I'm frightened. I think Why? I need to I, I need to you know stay in my lane today. There's no, there's no goofing off when oh, you're not no. in the same you room. Can, you can do, no, you can do whatever today. Today, you, ha- you have the right, the rest of the week. I was sitting here giving Ebo grief uh, for those that weren't listening on the network that are now. Uh, so Ebo out in Madison here, which is where we're doing the show from today, uh, is taking off on Friday and going on a vacation. And of all the years to screw you out of the ability to go to the Super Bowl and work Radio Row, the year that your Eagles are there, is I mean, because you could hang with Mike Clement. You could have actually stayed with Mike. I think that's the big draw. And and then you could have stayed all the way through and went to the game. And that's not going to happen now. I think for the sake of the station, the network, my arrest record uh, and future employment. See, I hope- was hoping you were the next, next Stetson Bennett. I right. really do. That you're just drank, drunk in old Scottsdale. And down, because ESPN is setting up right in the middle of the fountain area of old Scottsdale. Down by the Rusty, Rusty Spur. And they're setting their whole staging up. And we're going to go over there because a buddy of mine owns a shop right next to that. And we're going to go over and see him and then go up the street, which is just all the bars. And they don't have taxi cabs there. They have uh, six to eight-person golf carts that just fly up and down the streets and take people wherever you want to go, whatever bar you want to go to. I mean, that is like your mode of transportation. And I thought there is nothing better than a drunken Ben Kenny running over to the ESPN set early in the morning and dropping trowel, mooning Mike Greenberg, and then bam! Oh. Not only is the Bill Michael Show national, you're national, your Heine's national, and we have then won up the uh, four-letter network. I thought it had been fantastic. I would have done it. Yeah, Ebo is to blame, uh, I guess. I'll, I'll text my parents and say you're welcome. Okay. But, yeah, because I don't know if I have that kind of bail money. But, <laughs> but we, we would have helped you out in some way, shape, or form. I would have helped Twitter. That's so, um, obviously, you know, the games over the weekend uh, are, are now in the books. Uh, the, the Twitter world goes crazy after the announcement by Adam Schefter yet again dropping a little hint. Now, and I even put this over on the Facebook fan page, and I said, hey, look, you gotta you got to kind of take this all with a little bit of a grain of salt. And, and the reason being... Because you got to remember, Schefter's agent is Roger's agent, the agencies. And there is a, a wink and a nod whisper sharing of information at times. So to, to completely refute what, what Schefter said would be erroneous on our part. Uh, but to drop the hint that the Packers uh, prefer to trade Aaron Rodgers. Now, this is what I said on Friday when we were sitting with Wayne Larrabee. I said, look... I'm sure that the Packers are looking at this going, you know, if we had our druthers, in, if, if Aaron Rodgers was just another quarterback out there, we'd move on. The, 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 the financial side of things, the long-term effect of things, the smart of things via our franchise, that's all there. We would move on. It makes perfect logical sense. But for legacy and what it is, for the unknown of Jordan Love, for the known of Aaron Rodgers, for the fact that he does come back usually with a chip on his shoulder and wants to show the world that you were wrong, I was right, and you you were you know erroneous for doubting me, um, and all that is there, then you would assume 
that there is going to be viability to Aaron Rodgers coming back and playing extremely well. The capability of winning a Super Bowl, you know, notwithstanding. But whether or not he's able to actually do that and turn it around, I would not bet against him. I think we all understand that. But there is the thought that it makes more sense to move on than it does to keep him. But um, Adam Schefter dropped that little nugget. Now the world ran crazy with it, which you and I was just getting out of bed. I had to uh, I have to admit, I mean, I was pretty and I still am recovering. So for I apologize for the voice, but. Uh, over the weekend, uh, I was pretty much in bed. Um, didn't go out. I mean, we got a ton of snow, obviously. How much snow did you guys get out here in Madison? It, about the same. Five inches, six inches. Oh, that was it? All Saturday. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, wow. No, we got about ten and a half at the house. Oh. Oh, God, yeah. It's pretty massive. Oh, were you out there with a ruler? Uh, no, I was not. But uh, <laughs> I could tell because my patio chairs, you could just see the stacking of snow. And it wasn't four or five inches. I mean, it was... 10 to 12. I mean, it was pretty good. The official report from the airport, I think, was 9, but I think I got a little bit more at the house. Uh, So anyway, uh, just because of the snow and everything, I just stayed in Saturday, Sunday. You know, we went out a little bit yesterday, grabbed some lunch, and then came back home and laid around and did nothing. This was one of these really recuperative weekends, and I want to get well uh, over the next few days because I'm ready ready to travel out of here on Friday. So, and we got a lot going on anyway. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got two shows. We've got the huddle coming up on Wednesday night. We've got the uh, show live from uh, Stoley's old uh, Stoley's Hog Alley out in Oconomowoc coming up on Friday. So we got some things to do. But just sat home, didn't do much of anything, watched the games. Uh, but I watched Twitter. And I didn't really participate too much in Twitter. Uh, I just watched what people were saying. So I... Uh, I, I just found it interesting watching the world kind of blow up on yet another Adam Schefter type of could be, maybe, prefer to, don't know if they will type of tweet. There's nothing definitive there, you know? There's nothing there that says this is what's happening. No, but I think it's like everything else. There are two facets. There are the people that think Schefter's wrong in everything he says and want Rodgers back. There's the, the faction that want him gone. And then they'll look at that report and they'll take it either way. I just like, I mean, I rolled my eyes, right? Yeah. It's Sunday morning. It's NFC, AFC title day. And obviously we get a, a little Rogers oh, yeah. nugget. Yeah. You knew that was going to happen. But no, I mean, people ran with it as they do with most things. I, I think there was one additional quote where uh, like the Packers might be trending towards wanting to do that. But, I think the word was prefer. Right. They prefer, if I'm not mistaken, the exact verbiage. I think it was prefer. And, and you know, logically, you would say, yeah, you certainly would prefer to do that just from the, the, the salary ramifications and the monetary ramifications. Um, but, you know, it, you now look at it and you think, okay, a guy that's going to make – if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, making – what is it? What did I say? 17 or 16% of his team's total – he'll be the first quarterback in NFL history to ever do that. To ever go over 13.5%, which we knew this was trending to because the, the the crazy salaries that are now being paid out to quarterbacks, some very, very good and some somewhat mediocre, but the quarterbacks are getting all this crazy guaranteed money now. So you knew eventually that that lid was going to be taken off at some point, but it has withstood the test of time since the mid-90s that teams that had a salary cap where it was basically being eaten up by more than 13.5% by any quarterback, were not winning Super Bowls because they just simply didn't have the money to fortify every hole. Now, I will say this. I still, if I'm early on odds on favorite, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. 
they looked as dominant as dominant can be. They just they just did. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't hurt that Brock Purdy's out of the game. Their wonder boy, their hope, whatever. Uh, give it to the 49ers defense. They hung in there for a while to where after a while it was just like, well, there's no offense. You, we, we don't have any way to do anything. So finally they just kind of succumbed to uh, the number of possessions that the, the Eagles had and there was nothing more they could do. But, uh, you know, had Brock Purdy remained in the game, would it have ended up differently? I don't know. But I'll say this, that Philadelphia Eagles defense came out flying around the football, flying around. I mean, they didn't allow McCaffrey to beat them at all. And I thought the run game would have been prevalent for Brock Purdy to take the pressure off of him. They weren't going to allow McCaffrey to do anything. You could see that early on, and then obviously Purdy goes down with the injury, and the rest is history. But um, what a a weekend. And like I said, I still – I know – um, a lot of my friends uh, in Cincinnati are screaming that they've had it ripped out of their hands and that the officiating was against them and the NFL is rigged. And the NFL is not rigged, okay? I think there's preferences. Um, as much as I want to believe that the NBA is rigged, I know in my heart of hearts it's not rigged, but there are calls that go certain ways and you kind of scratch your head and you're thinking, man, some days it's just it's against you and you just have to overcome it. But the fact that they didn't pressure Patrick Mahomes early on, for whatever reason in that game, I still cannot fathom. They just came at him all pretty much all day, rushing just four. And, and it was somewhat mind-boggling, to be honest with you, why that's all they did. They didn't really get after him. I thought they would. And you could see clearly see in the second half that the ankle was bothering him after that back pedal. But why Honoromo uh, Honor, uh, would not go after him, I have no idea. It was the because all day long and everything you heard leading up to those games, all they kept saying was pressure him early, see what he's got, and then back off and wait till the second half to get after him. They didn't pressure him early. They weren't blitzing guys from all over early against Patrick Mahomes to try to put him in precarious positions. It was like they were afraid of him. Didn't it seem like that? Yeah. And I mean, by the end of the game, you saw him wear down too. Right. Where he would have to scramble a bit, and he did to win. But he would even just scramble out of the pocket, and you saw him come down a little awkward. Yeah. You could see it really wear down. And by that point, he was still making, I mean, unreal throws. He was making throws, but he wasn't running. He was just stepping out of harm's way, moving over, and then off he went. And that's what he did. He was also missing some guys, though. <laughs> like, you could see it start to really get to him as it right. got down there. Yeah. He was missing some throws, but I, I I can't figure out why they didn't get after him, but they didn't, and Cincinnati goes down. So they didn't make enough plays. They didn't make enough plays to win the game. So it comes down to, obviously, the end of the game, and, boy, you just feel. You just feel for the rookie, you know, just diving after him, throwing him out of bounds, hitting him just a – Osai had such a good game, and then to, to just be a step and a half out of bounds – and to give him the shove and to draw the penalty. And in 15 yards, you go from a, a what, a 55, 60-yarder to a 46, 47-yard field goal. And uh, obviously, Butker puts it through the uprights and your season comes to an end. But what a, what a tough way to go. But I'll tell you this, you talk about the best two teams in the AFC, that's all they do is battle to three-point victories. It's, it's just, it's like watching two maulers go at it. They just keep punching and punching and punching and punching and punching until somebody's just left standing with enough breath in them to get one more punch in at the end of the game. And that's what Cincinnati and and Kansas City have been now for a couple of years. I mean, all that stuff happened, too, with the calls and the turnovers, and Burrow still had the ball with two minutes left with a chance to win. Where you knew that game would come down to each team would have a chance to do it. 
it would go down to the final possession. And I go back. There were some missed calls. There were some not good calls. But if you have the ball in your quarterback's hands with a chance to win, that's when you expect that to happen. And it just didn't. Well, and, and you know, as as Kansas City kind of put it, they, you know, got the win, but they got the win at the end of a ball game, and they got the win via penalty, basically. You know, because that, otherwise that game, you know, who knows, could still be going. But they got the win via penalty. So they understand, the, which, you know, again, I'm getting some people that are saying, what about Travis Kelsey? Or, you know, Kelsey's a, a nut, and you knew that was coming. But then again, if you're the mayor of Cincinnati, you know, shut up. You know, I, these mayor bets and... And when you're a mayor, you don't ever want to throw shade at any other team or fan base because they're going to post that. You're the mayor of the city. You're the representation. You're the face of the city, and this is what you do. So I guess if I'm a Cincinnati fan, I appreciate the fact that the the Common Council supports my team. But, you know, guys that don't strap it up and go into the field, shut up when you're a figure like that. But anyway. That being said, it was a hell of a weekend, and hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we're going to talk more about it. We're going to talk more about uh, the potential, uh, at least, of the uh, the Rogers stuff. we got a lot going on today. We've got Matt Mitchell coming up today here in the uh, later portion of this hour. We'll talk with Matt. Mike Clement's going to join us the final hour of the program as Mike and I count down our time together here in the uh, state of Wisconsin before we head off to Arizona coming up late Friday, early Saturday, and then Obviously, next week at this time, we'll be live uh, out in Phoenix, Arizona, live from Radio Row. So looking forward to that. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. If you're if you're calling and saying, where's the live stream? We'll try to get things up and running. A little bit scattered this morning. Had some meetings, had some equipment issues, but uh, we're getting it all together and the crack staff is all over it. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Chance to clock it. Take your time and take the shot down. Here's Mahomes rolling out on third and four. He's going to go for the... Yes, he's got the marker. He's got the out of bounds to stop it. And Osai was hurt as he hit the bench. And a flag's coming in to put him 15 yards. From 45 yards... I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, and uh, I'll tell you this, um, Kelsey is is right, a little rambunctious. Did you see when uh, they called it Burrowhead? Yeah. And he came over at the end of the game, too, and got on, you know, got on the, uh, the, the Bengals fans for the Burrowhead. That is becoming, um, that that is now, is that now like a legitimate rivalry? I would say so. Between the top two teams in, in the AFC. And I don't even think you can say Buffalo is one of the top teams in the AFC anymore, right? No. Well, as soon as one team wins, I think it's a legit vi- rivalry. Yeah. So now you've got um, both the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs who have beaten each other for the right to go to a Super Bowl. Both of those teams now have done that. And, you know, now, you, now the rivalry's on. 
now those two teams have legitimate, uh, you know, legitimate bragging rights towards each other. Although, you know, if I'm Cincinnati, I say, well, out of the last four meetings, you've won three. You know, so you can you can still, you know, have those claims. But, you know, anyway, so be it. Monday on the Bill Michael Show, I uh, want to get your reaction to the weekend, your early thoughts on the Super Bowl that is matchup. This is a good matchup, though. This is storied. This is a large fan base in Philadelphia, a storied fan base in Kansas City, premier quarterbacks. One's gotten paid. One's about to get paid. Two pretty complete teams. Uh, and then by the time the Super Bowl gets here, you would assume that Mahomes' ankle is going to be back to as close to 100% as you can possibly get. He'll be probably about 80 85%, maybe 90 at that point. So you got to assume that this is going to be one. This is probably the game that I had picked at the beginning of the season. I said I thought it would be the Bills, but I thought I thought it would be the Packers. I said I, I, Bills and Packers at the beginning of the season, but I said if there's the three or four teams that could possibly do this, Dallas would be one of them, San Francisco would be one of them, Philadelphia would be one of them. I didn't think the Vikings were going to be one of those teams. I said the Vikings could be pesky, but I didn't think they'd be one of those teams. So I thought there was a few that could get involved in something like that. But uh, but but this this is – now, with all the build-up to this game, you, you get afraid because we've seen games that look awesome on paper, and they turn out to be just – just colossal blowouts. Eagles 49ers. Eagles 49ers. It just happened. That was the matchup all week. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame that it happened the way it did for that game. And then right. kind of a shame that Burrow and, and them at the end couldn't get a, a chance in overtime to win it with the new rules, by the way, now with both teams getting a shot. But at the end, I do think these are the two most deserving teams when you look through the whole right. season. Right. Not to mention Andy Reid versus Philly. Which obviously would exactly. be played up. Kelsey versus Kelsey. Right. You know, Kelsey I'm, versus I'm gonna Kelsey. I'm going to be so tired of that narrative by the time two weeks is up. Um, yeah, Kelsey versus Kelsey. That That's another, you know, who's going to scream the most at the end of the game? You know? Who are the parents rooting for, most importantly? Oh, geez. You know, I got to think about the families. About that. Yeah, I forgot about that. There you go. Jackson Mahomes back on the big stage. <laughs> TikTok following will help. Oh, my God, yeah. Will Patrick Mahomes' wife spray champagne all over the fans again like she did last night? Well, we'll see. Uh, For those that are on live stream, hopefully it's up and running. Hopefully it's working, and hopefully the sound's good. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. We haven't had a chance to test it, listen to it, whatever. But if you're following us on the Bud Light live stream, uh, glad to be on board. Hopefully you're enjoying your day, too, as well. And uh, for those that never get a chance to see him, there's Ben Kenny. Working the phone, there is Ben Kenny. I think this is the day I hide. Yeah, there you go. But Ben Kenny now on the program. Nice. Good stuff. Um, What else do we have here for you? So today, um, uh, you know, matchups, obviously, fantastic. Good to have all that kind of stuff. But what do you want to address first? What what tripped the trigger the most this past weekend, Ben? Uh, We could talk about the Badgers falling again. Uh, Which that's... That's not good. That's... I, I watched the game... And the shooting of the Badgers is just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's like all or nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like either you're hitting shots and suddenly it becomes, it's kind of like Brewers hitting. You know, <laughs> it, it really is. It, 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 I'm not making fun of it. It's just, it, it's like when they go cold, oh my God, are they cold? 
and when it, when they're hot, they start hitting buckets and things begin to matriculate, and all of a sudden you're 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 you know this is this is awesome, you know, but it just another loss. What are they? What is that now? Six out of seven. Yep, six out of six seven. out of seven that they've lost. I mean, it's kind of like with the Brewers hitting. Now you're on bubble watch too. They're hot and cold, but it's also because they don't have that many great shooters, right? Or great offensive players like the Brewers don't have those offensive threats or at least yeah. not consistently right it's not good it's not good um now i'm not in the because uh, i know already this morning it's you know great guards gotta go i'm not in that camp guards didn't you know nobody said that at the beginning of the season when they were winning basketball games you know i think the expectations were also so low for the team where right. they changed our minds by winning by by winning what uh 12 they were 12 and 2 to start the season but the team as a whole, the reason the expectations were low is because the team wasn't very good, on paper at least. And then they proved us wrong. But now we're kind of seeing what we thought we were going to see this season. I think there are knocks on guard you could have with, with recruiting and maybe with the portal. But in yeah. terms of how the season's going, this is just what happens when you go through a Big Ten schedule, a couple injuries happen, and you're just not deep enough or talented enough as a team. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... They're they're not they're not there. There there's there's just like something. It, it's it's I, I can't put my finger on it. There's there's just it's 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 jerky. It's stiff. You know. It's like you're trying to. It's almost like and I was actually talking with uh, Kristen over the weekend. We were sitting there watching it, and I looked at it and I said, "This is like watching Hoosiers, uh, the movie Hoosiers in the very beginning." When they had, you know, just it was very stiff passing and stiff whatever, and you know, it, it just it was it was it was off, it was off. So Badgers take a loss over the weekend. Uh, the other story, and I thought this was interesting, that emerged from the AFC Championship game. It, was there one other thing that was in the back of your mind going, huh? Was there one thing that made you kind of think a little bit, Ben? That you went, eh, wow. Well, why Tony Romo is employed as a, a number one broadcaster Ooh, on the network? What happened to Tony? Not good. What happened to Tony? Man, oh man, oh man, he's uh, he's a little rough. He's a little rough. I thought at one point he was just he was kind of rambling at one point. I'm like, did he eat a gummy at half? You know, is that what happened to him? Um, no, my my number one thing was how in the world. Can Patrick Mahomes have that kind of a game with Marquez Valdez-Scantling and he's not relevant in Green Bay? Right. I mean, he came up big, big time. The reach for the first down, the touchdown catch, the pass that he went up and grabbed it over everybody else. You know, he six catches, 116 yards, averaged almost 20 yards a catch, a touchdown, the 29-yard pass down the middle. How could he not find a spot or be trusted in three, four years with Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes gets him for one year and says, dude, you're it. Now, granted, they were losing wide receivers left and right, so he was pretty much it. He was the only guy left in the field. But when he was given his opportunity to shine in the biggest game, came through with flying colors. I mean, they were motioning him out of the backfield. It wasn't just him running and being a great receiver. They were scheming him the ball. Yeah. Which works. And it does make you wonder, yeah, that seemed like a good idea. Yeah. But he just ran straight for however many years. It was it was it was a little weird. 
No doubt. A little weird why Marquez Valdez-Scantling is. This is the reason when I say, you know, I when I when they lost Devontae and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinemius, and they, I said, you know, this whole thing about rookies are going to come in and just develop. No, they're not. Because they're not allowed to develop. They're not allowed to shine. They, they have some kind of, uh, it's almost like the baseball unwritten rule book of earning merit badges in the mind of the quarterback. You know, until you've earned so many merit badges for me, you're not going to be on my A-list. And it's like, dude, you need to shut up and throw the football. You just need to get it there. Because Mahomes was doing stuff off of one foot that was miraculous. That pass he threw, that 29-yard reception to MVS, where he put it. Now, granted, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is tall enough to be able to get the job done. But he went up between two defenders. He was as covered as well as coverage can be. And Mahomes said, I'll just put it to where only he can get it. And he's taller than everybody else. He can go up and get it. He's got a bigger wingspan, bigger hands. And, man, it, did he have a hell of a game. So how Marquez Valdez-Scantling can have that kind of a game here with Kansas City and not in Green Bay is amazing. Gary says, Purdy, unfortunately, turned back into a pumpkin. He got hurt. He didn't turn into a pumpkin. He got hurt. He hurt his, what is it, UCL or PCL or whatever the hell it was in his yep. ulnar collateral, collateral ligament. Those things are painful, man. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing that he even was able to go back out there and hand the football. He threw one pass, and it looked painful. It looked awful. And Because and, and, I said, well, he's not going to throw the ball at all. And then he dropped back, he threw one. He barely got it to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, two yards. Yeah, barely got it to the line of scrimmage. It was not not good. 877-867-1670. And you're right. I, Gary says, I felt bad for him. I felt terrible for Brock. But you live your whole life to not be Mr. Irrelevant, and you are. You live your whole life after that just to get an opportunity. And then not only do you come on, but you get seven wins in a row. You're like the American hero at this point, the underdog, Cinderella story, so to speak. And all of a sudden... A couple of plays into your first AFC championship game where all the lights are the brightest. Family's there. Friends are there. The world's watching for you, kind of rooting for you. And you get hit like that, and your elbow snaps, and it's a painful injury from what I'm told. And uh, and suddenly you can't play. You just, you know, you, you just uh, you can't. Uh, you, you just got to feel bad for him. Got to feel bad for him. 877-867-67. By the way, apparently Chiefs fans were nasty. They were nasty people. My nephew went to the game. Towards Bengals fans? Yes. You mean? Yes. My uh, Now, I got to admit, my family side, my nephew is, uh, what would we call it? Um, Boisterous? No. He's a booze hag. Might be the best way to put it. He's a booze <laughs> hag. So he can be obnoxious, I guess. But he said it was, from the time he sat down in his Bengals jacket, it was, he had popcorn, beer, he had a hot dog thrown at him. Well, you get hit in the head with a hot dog. That's just, you know, your day's not good. You're the dude that's forever going to be known in that section as the dude got to get, they got the wiener smell in the hair, right? Nobody needs that. So they threw a hot dog at him, the whole thing. He said, Chiefs fans were nasty all the way out. And uh, I told him, I said, did you videotape it? Because send it to me. If you got it, I'd, I'd play it. But yeah, I don't think he videotaped it. I haven't heard back from you. I said, if you did, let me know. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, It was uh, apparently Chiefs fans were not necessarily accommodating to Bengals fans. Now, I will say the Philly fans, for what the 49ers did to uh, Brocky, oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. You can't I, go poke that bear, man. I, the Vikings did it five years ago. Yeah. And we saw how that ended. I, and I'm not going to say the fans were very courteous. I'm sure they weren't. No. But – 
Uh, when you name your quarterback Brocky and then he gets knocked out in the first round, yeah, it's like like you can't test the gods like that. Yeah, you uh, boy. And then not only did they do the shirt on the Rocky statue, but then they kind of encircled it. 49ers fans did daring Philly fans to come and try and knock it off. You know, that was the other thing. And it was almost instigating, you know, violence in some way, shape or form as if they were going to come and strip that Jersey off of the Rocky statue. So I, you know, Hey, if Philly fans were rude, that's fine. I've been told Frisco fans can be nasty. You know, we've, we've seen it with giants games, San Francisco giants, Dodgers games where that one guy, uh, that one fan of the Dodgers, all he did was wear a Jersey and he was beaten in front of his kids to the point where he was uh, in, a, in a coma. So, you know, stories like that get out. But te- testing the gods with Brocky, not the best way to go. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back, got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at New Man Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. We'll be on the borders as well. Uh, give them a call because uh, they have a 98% success rate at treating guys with ED, which is 98%, and uh, which is all but guaranteeing they can help you out. Don't forget, as well, they have uh, low-T treatments, which are uh, which are awesome. And if you're over the age of 30, you want to go in and get your uh, numbers checked. If you've been kind of moody, kind of feeling down a little bit, just dragging, they can help you out there. Or there's the all-in-one weight loss program, which is fantastic, and it's kind of reinvigorated, reinvented. And it's basically weight loss in a box shows up. They come in, get all your numbers, tell you exactly what to do, and boom. Next thing you know, from what I understand, now I have not started this particular program, the other one I've started, and I feel really good, but I've not started this particular program. But from what I understand... Uh, the way Justin, who uh, runs that joint, uh, the marketing department, says it just melts off. Justin's lost almost 112 pounds. So I'm anxious to uh, get started on this and start working out again and moving around. I just have been feeling so crappy over the last week. Um, so anyway, call him 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That is the New Mail Medical Center. Give him a shout. Again, 414-455-4451. There you go. Um, the, uh, a couple of, a couple of things I wanted to also kind of get hit on real quick. And a lot of people chiming in about MVS and about how he used to drop balls in green Bay. I, you know, I, I get it. So did James Jones. So did Devante for that matter early on in his career. Just sometimes you give somebody a chance and you say, look, we got faith in you. You're our dude. And here you go. And it starts to pay off. And also it could have been a game. It could have been. Something where Marquez Valdez-Scantling just started to feel, he knew he was the guy. He, you know, sometimes when you're just another guy, you don't feel that same level of pressure. Or maybe to try to prove yourself, you feel like you've got more pressure. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next thing you know, it it's it's different. It's different because you're the man. And you know you need to step up so you know people are relying on you and you're the last piece of resistance so to speak so maybe that's what happened i don't know but whatever happened he certainly had a hell of a game big time um going to uh going to scott do you think patrick mahomes is going to win the mvp i think jalen hurts is probably the front runner for the mvp don't you ben that at this point in time i think jalen it's probably down to those two guys it is and 
I think Hurts should win it, but I think Mahomes will. The Vegas odds since Hurts went out have just dropped yeah. drastically towards Mahomes because he played the whole season and he led the league and there was no Tyreek Hill and Hurts uh, admit like missed what four games, three games, and then came back and wasn't great. So for the regular season, I it all moved as soon as Hurts got hurt. Yeah, which sucks, but um, it, you know what? It was interesting. Um, that, you know, Jalen Hurts pointed out that since his arrival in Philly, it wasn't exactly welcomed at the time. He said, my first year here, people probably didn't even want me here being drafted. It was uh, probably one of those things, but uh, it always uh, handles itself, he said, following the win over the, uh, the you know, San Francisco 49ers. He said, you may not know now, but later you'll understand. Hopefully people will understand you know how he said it was a big surprise to many his favorite bible verse and such he said you went through a lot of stuff in college it just stuck with you the john 13 7 he said you may not understand it now but you you will eventually but her he's right usually stuff like that works itself out it always does uh it's been weird because the packers have not had it work itself out with jordan love but usually all of this stuff finds a way you know, I go back to, uh, you know, I hate to use the baseball side of things, but David Stearns and I had a conversation down in uh, Arizona one time, and I'd asked him when he started bringing in outfielders. And, wait a minute, you're getting this guy and this guy and this guy, and you got Christian Yelich and you got Braun. And and he, he looked at me and he said, everybody's going to get 400 at-bats. Who gets 600 depends on injuries, but everybody's going to get 400. And I'm like, well, how do you figure if you got an everyday guy? He said, because it just happens. It just does. It all works itself out. Injuries are a part of the game. Now, football more so, usually. And the way quarterbacks, specifically running quarterbacks today, operate, it all works itself out. He's 100% correct. So, And, and it did. And Jalen Hurts finally had his opportunity and grabbed a hold of it, and off he went. And kudos to him. I mean, the the Jalen Hurts story in Philly is very similar, actually, to the love story here. Yeah. Where he was drafted back when Wentz was thought to be good, but right. everybody there hated it. And it was a second-round pick, right. wondering why you don't use that pick to help out the starter. Yeah. And then it ended up working out because Wentz did get hurt. And the Roger, obviously Rodgers is still here. But in terms of the fan base and the reaction, it was, it was nearly the same. Right. In terms of, you know, what they thought of him. And really until this season, they didn't think he was any good. Um, and there was question marks coming into this season about how good Hertz was and the durability. You know, if you're going to be a guy that's going to be on a move, how, what is your durability going to be? And then, you know, he missed a couple of games at the end of the season, but he came back and give him credit for coming back because they needed that number one overall seed. They wanted that, that time of rest. So he came back, took the hits, proved everybody. He's a tough guy too, because right now Mahomes is getting all the credit for being the warrior and he should, don't get me wrong. But Hurts came back, and if you notice, they didn't take away from that game plan. He was running the football. I mean, they were saying, like, he's Hunter. He's good. Let's go. Bring it. We're, we're fine with him. They didn't They didn't shy away from him taking hits. They didn't. Cause, and it was interesting because I was listening to Dan Orlovsky uh, yesterday morning, and I was listening to Charles Woodson say the same thing because they were both having questions about, well, would you take Jalen Hurts? Would you do this? Would you do that? And both guys, you know, in two different shows are like, dude, this is the championship. You're, you got a shot at going to the Super Bowl. You don't back off at anything. You back off after you've gotten the win. 
You know, if you're if you're blowing a team out, you can back off. But until then, you you got to get you, you haven't won anything yet. You got to get there. And I applaud the Philadelphia and Hurts for doing exactly what it is that got him there. Stay tuned. We got Matt Mitchell, our guy. Our betting segment coming up. Brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. That's right around the corner. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This time we are live in Madison. Our own Ben Kenny hanging out. I'm hanging out with Ben. Actually, I'm in his kind of domain today. There, there's Ben. There's a good look at Ben. Happy golfer Ben wearing his Eagles jacket. Ben, good stuff. You're like the uh, the producer dude now where, you know, where they show him over on, like, the Get Up site or on Good Morning Football or over on the Barstool Sports. Yeah, I used to be anonymous, though. Yeah. You know? I wish we had a, I enjoyed a, that opportunity. a, a way to connect from my studio to you. I mean, I'm sure there is. I mean, people don't need to see my face. Yes, they do. Day. They need to see what you're doing, though, because right now everybody in Philadelphia is watching, and they're going, Does, is, is he or is he not wearing pants? That's what we want to know. It's hard to say. You never know. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. paysbig.com and to see all that they have to offer bingo is back you can get in the game at potawatomi uh not only bingo but they have got uh, the dining which is fantastic there the casino side wide open the hotel taking reservations but the best part about it is the restaurants uh, the dream dance steakhouse canal street cafe which i had a, a business meeting there the other day which was fantastic but bar 360 that's where you i'm not a big gambler but if you're going to go anywhere in there sit down they usually have some music in there for the bar 360 and uh, yeah you can go in there face first a couple of martinis, a uh, couple of good beverages, listen to some music, listen to the uh, jackpot winning uh, elsewhere because it's not my money, that's for sure. I'll drop a few ducats, but that's about the extent of it. But uh, check out Potawatomi Hotel Casino in downtown Milwaukee for stay and play packages right now. Bring him in now. Our guy, uh, our buddy Matt Mitchell, joining us uh, over on the hotline. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing great. One game to go, and then it's a wrap on this NFL season, Bill. Yeah, it is... Um... It, 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 boy, I tell you what, you can't ask for a much better matchup. I mean, obviously the game in the AFC championship game was dictated by more so some of the calls or non-calls of the officials, but that was two teams that either one would have been good representative for the AFC, but Philadelphia, now don't get me wrong. I don't think Brock Purdy, even if he was still in there, Philadelphia was going to win that game, but you got a really good matchup. So talk a little bit about the matchup and obviously we are going to talk about prop bets eventually. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a fascinating uh, Sunday of conference championship action. The tightest spreads in conference championship play since 1998. And the poor 49ers, they can't catch a break. They end up losing their third string quarterback and then their emergency quarterback in that game. So it was kind of over kind of just as it started with the 49ers in a game that, that could have lived up to its billing but did not. So the Eagles punched their ticket. Obviously, all anyone's talking about last night and this morning was the referee show in Kansas City last night. It was uh, only the NFL can make you watch a football game for four hours and make the last 30 seconds feel like that was kind of a waste of time. So uh, I, I do applaud the Chiefs for making it. They ended the game. They posted the opening line for the Super Bowl at 10.04 p.m. last night. It was Chiefs minus two. By the morning, it was Eagles minus two, and it flipped over the zero. 
Eagles now a favorite. I think that reflects Mahomes' injury status and the way he was visibly limping around as much as anything. But it is now the 15th consecutive Super Bowl with a favorite under a touchdown. Okay, let me ask you this, because with the flip, I, I know people are talking about Mahomes and the ankle, but I, I gotta be, I'll got i be honest with you. I just think Philadelphia has the overall better team. And that defense of Kansas City, while the front defensive group got after it uh, when it came to Cincinnati, I, I still think their secondary is susceptible. And I think what the Eagles do is far more greater than what Cincinnati can do because Jalen Hurts is part of the run game where Joe Burrow is not. I think Philadelphia is a better all-round team, so I think Philadelphia very deservedly so, even with a healthy Patrick Mahomes, should be the favorite going into this game, don't you? It's interesting. I ended up being less than impressed with Jalen Hurts in that game, in a game where the Eagles didn't even you know accumulate 300 yards of total offense. They were less than impressive in terms of putting drives together. They got bailed out with enough penalties that Kyle Shanahan looked like he was going to have an aneurysm on the sidelines, and I I couldn't blame them. But, yeah, I think they are certainly the rightful favorites. Their defense looks possessed on every possession. Their edge rush is incredible. And if you're not 100% healthy, either way with Patrick Mahomes, uh, they're going to get after you, and they certainly have the better defensive unit, and that might end up deciding a game that is – going to be so evenly contested. I will note that favorites are 27-27-2 against the spread in Super Bowl history, dead even, and that the Super Bowl winner has been the team that also covers 47-7-2 against the spread. So typically all you need to do is pick the Super Bowl winner and you will cover the spread. The spread very rarely comes into play uh, during the Super Bowl, and I certainly don't expect it with a line this tight to, uh, to be a matter this year. Uh, so give me uh, give me your thoughts. If I'm going to play anything going into this contest, what is it? I think we need to get some more information about Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to stay off that, that side right now. I don't think it's going to probably touch three either way. Looking at some of these Super Bowl MVP odds has my eyes kind of wide. Guys like Miles Sanders, who you know is going to get the ball near the end zone, he's 50 to 1. Seeing guys like Isaiah Pacheco at 50 to 1, Devontae Smith 24 to 1. These are enormous numbers in a market that is presuming that it'll either be Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, who are both close to even money. I don't I think this is the kind of game that could very well come down to something outside of the quarterback play. So if you're looking to make a flyer, I'd do that now on some of these other offensive players. Uh, Matt, before I let you go, is there uh, we're going to come out with prop bets. We're going to come out with touchdowns, catches, all that kind of stuff. What prop bets, if you're going to put your money on it, what prop bets do you like to go with rather than just the, the, the usual of coin flips and such? Oh, I love anytime touchdown scores. That's always a blast. And although it can be difficult to find them legally, over on the national anthem is one I have to play every year. It really starts the game off right. Gets, gets the blood pumping for me. Good stuff as always, bud. We will talk to you again uh, the end of the week, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go, Matt Mitchell. Action Network. You can find his stuff at Oh Boy Uncle Mitch. Love talking to him. Stay tuned. We will uh, do everything we can to try to fix the audio, but there's not much we can do, uh, unfortunately, just because it's a studio difference, so to speak. And it's a whole engineering thing. I don't know anything about this stuff. I only know how to plug and play. But uh, that being said, stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.